stole a turn. Let's go. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another one. This is episode 1313. Thank you for joining us. No stone unturned. Of course, with the one and only. This is Cynic transmitting live from Berlin. <laughs> and I am back, guys. Chitty 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 Bang Bang is back like he never left twice on Sunday. Let's get it. Get with it, get lost, get going. So this is episode 13, man. And uh Man, you know what I just noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just noticed it too. I don't know. Did we just notice it together? Uh yeah, I think we did. That we're talking about paranormal today. And it's episode 13. And it happened organically. What's funny about this, Cynic, is that initially, Paranormal was supposed to be episode 12. True. But because of the current events, we felt a need to speak about George Floyd last week. And we did. And we got a lot of great feedback about that. So for everybody who took the time out to listen, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, me and Cynic. Uh, Definitely, we're excited to bring that to you. So we do hope you enjoy it. But initially, we had 12 in mind. Then things happen. We say, you know what? Let's bump it up. Let's talk about this. And now we land on lucky number 13. That is, yeah, that is true. It's uh, quite the coincidence. And as you know, the listeners will find out now, when we uh, wanted to start recording today, we already ran into technical difficulties. <laughs> I was hearing some strange crap on my side, some whistling, popping noise and static, which... Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? It, it's, I, I don't know why it, it's happening today. I can't see any reason for it to happen and it's not happened before. So it's a good start to episode 13. I don't know. Paranormal. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if me having chills to begin this podcast is a good start. I was telling you off air and I want to let the listeners in. So the funny thing is, bro, is that paranormal activity, everybody knows that it's a fictional film. It's not anything that's, you know, captured as far as real life goes. But when Steven Spielberg picked it up and DreamWorks Studio picked it up, he watched the screening for that film at his home. Um, he was done with the screaming screening. He went to go. He was done with the screaming. <laughs> he was done with the screening. He goes outside his room. He, he goes to go outside his room and the door is locked. He's not able to get out. And the door doesn't lock. So he got freaked out by that. He said he put the, the movie in a trash bag. Um, left it downstairs, and the next day he took it to the studio, but never touched it. So when you tell me that you're getting this weird feedback now, and you're losing links, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's all coincidence, man. Cue the X-Files music. Oh, no, that's extraterrestrial. (laughs) Cue the creepy music. Creepy music cued. So that sounded a lot like a fun fact, which means you're probably going to get two fun facts today, because I got a fun fact for you. That was just a golden nugget. Great listeners as well. (laughs) <laughs> that was just a golden nugget, Cynic, but you have the fun fact, so officially bless us uh, with this episode's fun fact, please. So, the fun fact for this week. A Sesame Street episode in the year 1976 scared children so much that the authorities had to pull it off the air after several complaints were made by parents whose kids screamed in horror. On February 10th, 1976... Sesame Street episode aired episode 847 featuring Margaret Hamilton. In the episode, Hamilton was reprising her role as the Wicked Witch of the West from the classic 1939 film, The Wizard of Oz. 
In the aired episode, the central character, the witch, loses her broom while flying over Sesame Street. Following this, she keeps threatening to turn David into a basketball and the big bird into a feather duster. The amount of threat on the other characters was such that the children watching the show got extremely afraid of the witch. There were a large number of complaints from parents regarding this episode and they reported that their children were screaming in fear and crying in terror of the witch when the episode was being aired. As a result, some test screenings were made by the concerned authorities, but despite the mixed reaction, the children's television workshop decided to never air the episode again. This decision has remained intact since the past 40 years. Boom. I guess 50 years now. And that was in the filming of Wizard of Oz? No, no. That was an episode of Sesame Street. But in oh, an that episode of Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah. But in that episode, they had uh, Margaret Hamilton playing her role of the Wicked Witch of the West, the role that she played in the original, you know, Wizard of Oz film. Mm. You get it? So the kids were freaked out by that. Yeah, she was playing the Wicked Witch, and she was threatening Big Bird and David, and I guess the way <laughs> she was doing it, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, was a bit much for the youngsters. So they never aired it again. They removed it and they never aired it again. If you th- if you think about it, you know, little kids don't really have like kid scary movies. <laughs> there isn't <laughs> there isn't a niche for that, <laughs> you know. Because so I don't know why they would bring a witch to Sesame Street. I don't know what the, what they were looking for with that. I mean, what do you think is going to happen when you bring this scary looking, dark, ominous, you know? Yes. Presence in hindsight, uh, when you say that now, I'm thinking you actually have a very good point. I didn't think about that <laughs> when I read the fact myself, though. I just didn't know what uh, what they were going to expect was going to happen. I was like, but, pony up, kids. What the hell's the problem? That's crazy. Do you think kids have a... Uh, you think they're more sensitive to the supernatural? Mm, I mean, that's what they say. Because apparently they they don't have the all the biases and the learned uh, behaviors that we have we you know that we get when we grow as we grow up, and so mm-hmm. the thought is that because of that they're more open, and so they can potentially see and hear and experience things that maybe we can't anymore as adults. Of course, that's. That's just like, a, th- that's not proven, right? It's just the, the mm-hmm. people who believe in that, that's what they uh, think. That's how they explain it. I personally, mm, I mean, it sounds like it could be believable, uh, but I don't know. I've never experienced, I don't remember experiencing anything like that as a kid. And my son has never experienced anything like that. So I don't know. I think they're more vulnerable. I think they're more vulnerable because they're children, for one. So you, you know? so so you're already you're, you're you're laying it out there that you believe in this. Boom, done. I'm just saying they're more they're more vulnerable, man. Like, who's gonna believe a kid? You know, there there's stories that we've all have heard and fears that we've all had, had at one point in time, whether there be something in the closet or something under the bed. You know, a kid being scared of the dark and the nightlight. Oh, you know, they're just imagining things. So if a kid is really going through something and the kid comes and tells their parents, 
they're going to chalk it up to, honey, you're just imagining things. You know, stop watching scary movies before bed. Mm-hmm. But that'd be the perfect cover for, you know. <laughs> that'd, that'd, bro, if I'm if I'm looking to do some some haunting and God forbid, you know, I'm my soul hasn't gone on and I'm trapped somewhere in limbo. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm an evil motherfucker. <laughs> what am I going to get into? You know, you're going to go. It's like a, a lion uh haunting a not haunting but stalking, stalking better stalking said yeah stalking <laughs> stalking his prey and then going for the calf right because the calf is the the weakest the slowest not you know not as strong as an adult so you kind of pick off the weakest one if you wow. look at it that way i don't know i guess we know what you'll be doing when you take ghost form Oh, no, no, You already no, no. got it I'll planned some, out, huh? I'll be somewhere in the heavens, man. I love kids. I can't come back and haunt kids. That's the <laughs> worst thing ever. Like, fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that, man. Well, I know uh, I can't do that, actually. <laughs> I know I can't. I think, you know what I think? I think the imagination is a hell of a thing. Like, we probably, that's one thing that I, I, I could confirm, that we we lose as adults, most of us. Um, I mean, I never had a big imagination but i definitely had more of an imagination as i was younger um maybe a lot of things can be explained with just i i'm saying i know it sounds a bit annoying when you hear or when you see it in films you know the cliche a kid is experiencing something and the parents say oh it's just your imagination um i i agree that it's it's not cool to blow off something like that um, what I, I am saying is that the imagination, especially if you have a really strong one, um, I think it could be, it could probably cause confusion for a kid that doesn't know any better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. I do know what you mean is that the whole your mind's playing tricks on you type thing, which reminds me of that song in the 90s. Once again, I'm dating myself. <laughs> I think it's been proven that there is, you know, spirits out there. I mean, there's some people that still don't believe in them, but... I mean, actually had an ex-girlfriend that didn't believe that spirits were real. She says, I think people make it up. I think that uh, it's all in their head. And I'm like, are you crazy? And like, at first I was like dumbfounded by it. Because I was like, what do you mean? Like, there's a spiritual battle going on. We just can't see it. You know, it's do, not. Are you, it's do not you, I'm sorry. I'm just wondering. You, no, you mean, when you say spirits, you mean ghosts? Yeah. Okay. Are they not one and the same? Um, I, I mean, like someone's human spirit you could you know in that from that perspective you could we could be talking about whether there is a spirit you know inside a, a human being or whatever um yeah whether such a thing remains and haunts people as a ghost i don't think that's necessarily i think you could believe in one and not necessarily the other is what i'm trying to say no you can't no you can't you can't because energy is energy, bro. In my opinion, you know what I mean? Here's my thing. Like, so obviously we all have a, we, it's believed that we all have a spirit. We all have a soul. Um, so it goes either one way or it goes the other. You know, if you see a shadow, a shadowy figure, you know, I think that's an evil spirit, obviously because of the darkness of it, right? A lot of the times when you see, you know, grandma coming to come visit you again, she's more like a, a ore of light. You know that kind of flows through the room just from from things that I've seen and, and things that have been caught on 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 a closed captioning TV, CCTV, and stuff like that. But their spirits one and the same. You know, you want to call them ghosts. You you know, obviously we can go if it's something evil, then obviously it's demons. But evil spirits, kind spirits, I think 
spirits and ghosts for me the way i i you know make sense of it you know they're kind of intertwined they're one and the same it's just depending on its intentions yeah i guess the, i guess my point is that you could believe that they that that one exists but you don't necessarily have to believe that they remain and haunt people there's a difference uh, there for me for sure i don't think spirits i well i'll rephrase that i think evil spirits haunt people but i don't think all spirits haunt people the mm. way i categorize it you know what i mean mm. yeah I, I, I definitely don't think that every spirit is is because there's times that people have said i've felt something um i saw my late mother or i saw you know a relative and it was a comforting feeling it was a feeling of peace and I knew that it was something supernatural. I knew it was something that wasn't of this world, but I wasn't scared. Even though I never experienced it, and me telling you this story, I would think that I would be scared. That would be the emotion that I was feeling. But when it's something like that, like an old family member or something as far as that they can relate to it in that sense, it's more of a comforting feeling. It, for me, it would run down to, you know, what are, what are the intentions and what's your experience with those spirits? But the point that I was trying to get to um, earlier, just so so I don't forget that, yeah, um, sorry about that point that. I was yeah. trying to make. No, no, no. All good. All good. So for me, it was like, all right, well, for one, you have to respect how people think because, you know, we're just shaped by our experiences. Right. So whether maybe that, you know, she had a big <laughs> uh, maybe she she was really scared of, of the dark. So that's what, you know. As a child, maybe that's what kind of the defense mechanism she brought up, or she really didn't just experience anything. And for her, it was like, nah, dude, it's all bullshit. Um, but I remember for like the first, you know, couple months in our relationship, I was like, man, I gotta, man, what about this? What about that? <laughs> you know, look at this video. You know, trying to kind of like to open her eyes. <laughs> She's like, nah, man, I ain't trying to hear that. So I just, I get, I just feel like certain people believe, certain people don't. But there definitely are a couple interesting stories that we've come across as far as encounters or people's encounters. So here's the thing, like I, I really love these stories. I love watching the videos. I love reading the stories because I think I, I, I enjoy them from the same place that people enjoy watching a horror film, you know, because it creeps you out. Yeah, it gives you the, you know, gives you goosebumps or whatever. Makes you feel alive. Yeah, I, I'm someone who would be okay saying i think that there is more than just the flesh i think there is a spirit or a divine spark or something inside of us that isn't physical um but i am also someone who would tell you i don't really i i wouldn't feel comfortable saying that i believe in the whole ghost thing um or even in the uh evil evil demonic thing so so you don't think that demons exist like no like the way we see them portrayed or the way like the 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 way most people think of a demon um as like for example uh what might um what is the word possess somebody or something like that you're talking about yeah i that that would be my next question. How would you explain somebody who's possessed an exorcism? What do you what would you attribute that to if you don't really believe that demons are real, or the way we view them at least? Um, you think that person's just having I, a bad day? That's a hell of a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you no. remember the movie Exorcist and what she did with that cross? I don't know, my man. I don't know. Yeah, but the Exorcist was a movie. 
and it was a movie, yes, very... but it was based off a real event. And let me tell you that people <laughs> on that cast, a lot of people died after that shit, bro. And that's part of life, right? You, you, you know, I mean, we, we we all know that. We've spoken about that in other episodes, but it was just very coincidental that they died very shortly after making that film. But what would be your explanation for for something like that? Um, I I think I would lean more towards it being psychological. I, I would think, think it's that like it's a that chemical these... imbalance. Well, that, that it's, I, I don't know, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to say a chemical imbalance because I don't know that for a fact, but I would lean more towards some psychological issues and whatever different aspects of that person come out as quote-unquote demon or as a demon or plural, you know, demons, mm, um, I think are aspects of that person. I, I'm saying that as as now, you know, being asked that and not really having time to think about it. It's what I lean towards. Um, I've yeah. never really sat down and and given much thought to the ghosts and what I think or demons and what I think they could be. But I think that's probably more what I lean towards before I would say I believe in demons per se like that. That's interesting, man. That's an interesting take on it. I'm kind of glad that I didn't prep you for that because I think sometimes the best responses <laughs> you know, kind of come off the cuff. Yeah. So I'm glad I threw that curveball. I, I would have to slightly... Di- well, no, I would have to disagree just um, because I do believe that there's good and evil, you know, and I and I do believe that there are evil spirits walking this earth. One thousand percent. I actually was going to do this a little later, but I think we're here now, so fuck it. <laughs> I stayed in a haunted hotel once. Okay. Hollywood Beach, Florida. Um, it used to be uh, Insane Asylum. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so let me give you the backstory here. I think it's Memorial Weekend, like three, uh, no, it had to be more like maybe five years ago. And we find this great deal on this hotel right on the beach. And I think we booked this maybe like three weeks before which for memorial weekend or any you know holiday you know you want to book in advance because pricing is based on availability and usually you get slammed when you book closer to the date but we find this great deal on this hotel boom we pull the trigger ah we get pull up to the hotel and this thing looks weird like the structure is, is different you know it's not the way a hotel would look like it's a very large building it's just the layout of it looked weird can you give me the name of so, it again before you continue the name of the hotel yes the Hollywood Beach Resort is the specific name of this establishment. And we'll go ahead and post some pictures on our social media site so you can go ahead and see what I'm talking about. But when you walk up to this building, this shit looks different. It's not a fucking hotel layout. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you go in there and it's like, all right. And I'm very, man, I'm, let me tell you, I'm the type of person cynic when I stay at a hotel, like I have to make sure the hotel's like legit. Sometimes a good price means that there's roaches or bed bugs, and I can't do that, man. We've already talked about my phobia about these insects. Not bed bugs, but I don't, I'm don't. i not trying to bring anything home. You know what I mean? So you can imagine if I don't like roaches in my home, how I'm going to feel about roaches in my hotel room. So as soon as I walk in here, I'm already fucking suspect because I'm like, bruh, the pictures look good. The pictures were misleading, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, they did, you know, they did, you know, convert it from what it was to what it is now. So obviously there was money invested. There is a pool, boardwalk, but it was just a weird feeling, man. So fast forward to now we're in the hotel, right? And I'm starting to search it. I'm like, all right, bro, this is this. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I come across that it's haunted. and I'm like, fuck. And uh, Memorial weekend. So we're by the beach, you know, 
whole bunch of friends are there, pounding some beers, stumble back up to the room like at three in the morning. Three in the morning is a, a very uh, peculiar time as well. I don't know if you believe in that, but the people that do follow the paranormal call that dead time. And mm-hmm. they believe that's when the most activity is happening. Um, so it was close to three in the morning, if not 301 with my fucking luck. And we hear a knock at the door. And I'm like, oh, shit. And we're in the room and we're buzzed, you know. We're fucking, we've been drinking, day drinking, so you already know. Um, and I'm like, oh, shit, are we being too loud? I don't want to be those people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I go and the door doesn't fucking have a people, for one. <laughs> All right? <laughs> That's a problem. So I have to open the door. I open the door. Dude, there's nobody there. And the way this layout is, is that, yo, this shit is like the hallways are like a football field, kid. Because remember, this shit was a hospital. You know, hotels usually have turns, you know, because of the way they they meant to build it. Right? It's a hotel, so we're going to make this shit appealing. But mm-hmm. no, there was nothing appealing about the the, the bones of, of this of this infrastructure because it was meant for something completely different. So you look to the left, 50 yards, nothing. You look to the right, 50 yards, nothing. So you can say typically, all right, somebody knocked. Maybe I took long to open the door and they turned the corner, right? Right. That can be an explanation. Except I'm in the middle of the fucking hallway and there's 50 yards to my right, 50 yards to my left, not a fucking, not, nothing in sight. So now I start getting freaked out. I'm like, oh shit, you know, whatever. You know, I'm still a little drunk, so I don't know if I'm finding it more funny than anything else. And then I start hearing footsteps and like laughing in the hallway, like little kids laughing. Little kids no, laughing. That's when I, little kids laughing, papito. On, First man. it was footsteps. Three in the First morning, was, man. <laughs> come on, bro. You're going to tell me that that's something in my brain I'm making up, bro? Come on, look. Let, let me tell you, first I heard footsteps, like somebody walking down the hall. And that can be that can be somebody renting there. So I don't find that anything out of the ordinary. But after the knock, I'm, I'm opening the door more now. You know, I'm looking more. So I hear footsteps. I go out, nothing there. Then I hear little kids. After I heard the little kids, I was like, all right, yo, lights out. Or maybe lights on. I don't know if I left the lights on and we're going to bed. But that was all I needed to hear. And I never went back to the hotel again. But if you guys, if anybody's out there, because there are some people out there that that type of you know energy or, or being around those things kind of invigorate them, go stay at Hollywood Beach Resort in Hollywood, Florida, and let me know how your experience went. But um, that was one of my experiences, man. And hmm. Also, you've had multiple. Crazy. I've had multiple. I mean, I don't think I've had anything like earth shattering. You know, okay. like I haven't. Some people will be like, yo, I saw something in the corner. I saw a dark figure. I've heard of people tell me that before. I've never seen nothing like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I've had those in- instances where there's a knock on the door, footsteps, kids laughing. And yo, the thing is, is like, I think there was like four of us in the room at that time. You look around, you're like, yo, you heard that, right? Everybody's like, yeah, I heard that shit. You know, so it's not like if you're alone, you could be like, fuck, I'm tripping, you know, but. Yo, you heard that? You get you start looking around. I heard that, bro. I'm just telling, bro. I wish I had a camera right now. <laughs> I have chills, bro. Like my uh, <laughs> my hairs on my arms can't be standing up any any straighter than they are right now. So you get confirmation from other people that all right, it's not our imagination. It is something that either that or it's something that we're all imagining. Which I don't. I don't mean we we spoke about in the in the rituals uh, episode. Do we think they were just tripping when they were, you seen some of the stuff? You're like, yeah, I, I remember you said, yeah, I do think they were tripping. We weren't tripping, bro. We had a couple <laughs> beers in us. That's it. Maybe more than a couple, but we had beers in us. That's it. I mean, Nothing you were drunk. Aided. You were drunk, right? Just let's admit it. You were drunk, right? I mean, I never get <laughs> drunk, though. I never, I, I can't, we can't afford to. We're men. Men can't get drunk. I mean, that's just the way I see it. I was, I was feeling good. I was buzzed, but I was coherent. I knew what was going on. If I had to, you know, take care of something, I would have been able to do it. 
Um, but I wasn't like sloppy, fall over drunk. I never, yeah, I never gotcha. got like that, you know. But yeah, it was it was a crazy, crazy experience, and I understand why the rates were so low. <laughs> Three <laughs> weeks before Memorial Weekend. <laughs> Do you have any um anything like that? Any any stories or um, Do you I chalk have... it all up to? The house shifting and shit like no, that. I mean, I have a creepy story. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a ghost story. It's a creepy story. Um, two of them, actually. One that happened personally to me. And another that happened to our mother, actually. So, the uh, first one. Oh, time out. 20 seconds. Please do not forget where you're at. You remember... You have three, my man. When we lived in the house, in, the, in our childhood home... You were showering one day and you were whistling. You don't remember that story? And you stopped whistling and you kept heard and, and you heard whistling like you. So you're in the shower whistling. You stop and you hear. But it's not you. You came out freaked out. Okay, you don't remember that story? You don't remember that. I told I, you guys I, I have an elephant's memory. I told you last episode. The shit is real. <laughs> so you have, you've had three experiences. I don't know if you remember that one, but I remember that vividly because I took a shit for you. I, I I didn't remember it until you mentioned it. When you mentioned it, <laughs> yes. When you mentioned yes, yes, it, yes. I I have vaguely the memory of it, but the goosebumps came back. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um. Yeah. I I don't know what that was, but I don't think it was a ghost. <laughs> you 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 come on, bro. Like, what do you? I'm not gonna say. I don't know what it was. It would be unfair to say what it was because we don't know what it was. But it wasn't you. No, it and it wasn't me. me. It wasn't I, me. I wasn't. Fu- I was not. I was not fucking with you. I can assure you. But you know what the <laughs> thing is, though. It's like how how freaking absolutely random is that? What is the point of that? If that if that is a quote ghost, what what it what, what was the ghost just passing through and decided to screw with me one time and kept going? It makes no sense. Like it was hey, definitely bro. unexplained. It was definitely creepy. Who? But who's to say the spirits don't have sense of, sense of humor? Yeah, okay. Bro, where was the spirit the other, the them. rest of, the, where was the spirit every other day of my, maybe, of my life? Maybe, of maybe it was just passing through, man. You don't know. <laughs> so, you don't know. so the, um, one experience that I had that was creepy, um, you probably, not probably, you, rem- you know, the apartment that we grew up in, uh, in New York, right? Yes, sir. You know, that apartment, the layout and, um, once you walk in, there's a short hallway. If you keep going straight, there's a big living room. If you go to the right, there's a very long hallway that goes long the length hallway. of the apartment. Mm-hmm. And down that hallway, sort of midway down on the left, was um, our parents' bedroom. On the right was the kitchen. the kitchen. You keep, keep going to the end. Right. There was a bathroom on the right and then two bedrooms at the end. One on the left, one on the right. Mm-hmm. The bedroom on the right was my bedroom. And that bedroom faced the inner side, so not the street side of the building, the inside that faces the, what you might call a, here we would call it a courtyard, but, you know, it's just like the the inner, um, yeah, it's, a, it's like a courtyard. I don't know how to describe it. It's just ugly. <laughs> and um, when you looked out my window, you could see basically the back of the other buildings, yeah, and... Um, I remember waking up very, I don't know what time it was. I didn't have a clock in my room, but it was really, it was really late. Everyone was asleep. And I remember waking up 
And my window was cracked. It was slightly open. And I could hear a woman's voice yelling from down below saying, help me. And it freaked me the hell out because it was so clear. I remember that little courtyard now. You remember oh, it? No, I remember it. I remember it. And I, and I heard, I, I swear I was awake. I was not, obviously, I wasn't drunk or on anything. And I heard a woman <laughs> I you were a kid. <laughs> crying. For, exactly. She was crying for help. Like one or two, you know, yells for help. And then I didn't hear anything else. It wasn't a scream like, you know, how you like the kind of scream you would imagine in a scary movie. Um, it was just mm-hmm. a, 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 like an agonized cry for help. And I was so scared. I was frozen. I didn't get up. I didn't get up to look out the window. So I can't tell you if there was really someone down there. But that was something that I experienced that, that I could tell you was real. I didn't like make it up. And I didn't dream it. But no one else heard it. Uh, we had a neighbor who lived uh, across the hall. So her apartment, uh, like her kitchen faced my bedroom, kind of. You know, you like uh-huh. if we left our apartment yeah. and went across the hall. So, yeah. um, I mean, um, our, our mom was friends with her. She didn't report any hearing anything, at least not that I know of. But... She had her own weird experience. Now, now I'm thinking. Now I'm remembering something else that happened. Um, she was convinced that she saw someone looking in at her through a window. Nah, bro. Time out, bro. No, I'm serious. She, you can. I need. You, a, I need to go get a jacket, guys. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what is going on, man? The, the the thing is, we were on the third floor. Oh, shit. So there was no way anyone could be looking in on her. But she was convinced she saw someone looking in on her. And ever since she told our mom and and, and me that story, or I overheard it or whatever, every time I was in our kitchen, I would freak the hell out when I would look out that window because I was always thinking someone is going to be looking in. Of course, I never saw it. I never saw it. But she, she reported that. Those are the, the only two things I can remember that happened weird in that apartment. And uh, when you get back from getting your jacket, if you want, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Snuggle up, bitch. Nah, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Dude, that's crazy. But here's, you know, I don't know if you've thought about this, but there's a there's a belief out there that these things, you know, like, for example, when people take different drugs, sometimes they'll take different drugs and... They'll see things, right? Some people chalk it up to hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Other people that are more spiritual say, well, your spirit is more vulnerable because you're under the influence of this drug. So now you're allowing these spirits to come in because you're not at you're, you're not at maximum strength, if you will. You know, you're at your weakest because you're under this under this drug. So now you're allowing these these spirits to come in. That's one, you know, that's one theory, right? The other one is, is that you know, you see things or you experience things right when you're about to fall asleep. So I don't know if you were just about to fall asleep. I don't know if you were up watching TV, but they say that right when you're about to fall asleep, you're vulnerable as well because you're kind of in that in-between stage. And that's when mm-hmm. those things, you know, would happen. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't, I don't remember that much detail if I was... Just falling asleep. I have in my mind, in my memory, which admittedly could be way off. I have the <laughs> feeling that I woke up out of a sleep. But uh, I don't hell know. Hell no. I bet you it was 301. 
301. Bro, let me tell you, let me tell you, Cynic. If I wake up, bro, and I got to pee in this three, I think really hard. I'm like, man, do I really got to pee? Because I think to myself, am I just, am I, do I really have to pee? Or has something woken me up? Yeah, and obviously, if I got to yeah. pee, I'm going to go pee. I'm going to go pee. I'm not going to, but you know, like, I think about it twice is all I'm saying. I'm like, fuck, it's three. All right, your, here we go. your bathroom is in your bedroom, though. What's the problem? It's not like you got to walk out of your bedroom it and is. down the hall. It is. It is now. All right, my mom made it, but it hasn't always been that way. You know what I mean? Sometimes I have to walk out, and it's like, yo, there was a there was for a little run that I had, yo, that I was waking up at three in the morning like consistently, and I was like, all right, Frank, I had to talk to myself, I'm like, all right, Frank, look, you know, we got to figure this shit out. What the fuck is going on? Um, because that dead time, man. I don't know if you ever seen that show, Celebrity Ghost Stories. I don't know if they have it in Europe. I don't but think they, they have, have it a, they here, have a, but uh, before I came yeah. here, I did see a couple episodes. Yeah. Okay, so there's like accounts of, of people and and the supernatural and stuff, and yo, some of the shit that they fucking, I mean, I don't know, man, some of the shit that they experience is is intense, my man. So intense. again, I will watch those things and enjoy them. I do not believe them. The and like the shows, those shows, those TV shows. Celebrity ghost stories? Any nah, of them. Bro, you're fucking crazy. Ghost what do you hunters, mean, bro? celebrity ghost stories. Nah, ghost stories. hunters paquete. No, no, no. Ghost hunters paquete because they're trying to make a show. <laughs> That's paquete, dog. So, oh, we got the EMP. Uh, and, why, oh, me, me, me. why is that one paquete? Why is That's that one paquete, paquete and the other one is not? <laughs> because, Bobby, one of them is... Oh, uh, this is, look, like my, my fucking story. Like, let's say if we were huge right now and our podcast was great. My Hollywood beach resort story would be a celebrity ghost story. You're going to tell me that's paquete? That's experiences that people have had. So they're sitting down and they're talking about the experiences. Okay. So ghost got hunters. You, got you. Yeah. Ghost hunters is, oh, well, we think this house is hunted. And and then you don't know what people are doing on the production side. You know, there's a jack off behind the door fucking closing. And, it, oh, you heard that? You know, you know that I don't believe because yeah. people are trying to make a show. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know about that shit, you know. Oh, did you see a light? That could have been added in editing, bro. Like, I don't, I'm not, yeah. I'm not fucking with you. Okay, no, I have not seen Celebrity, whatever. I'm, yes. I thought it was something else. No, no, no. Know. Celebrity Ghost Stories is me sitting in a chair saying, Leo, when I was in, you know, 1992, blah, 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 blah. I was taking a shower. I was whistling. And then I heard a whistle. <laughs> that would be, you know what I mean? So it's real accounts. Bro, it's fucking, it's intense, man. It is intense. That would be cool. Yeah. Intense. Do you have another story that you want to... No, no not at all. Oh, those we, were the two? We have time. Um, no, the, the other one was was more... Oh, God damn. Now they're all coming back. We got. I got two more. I got two more. <laughs> Pandora's box, baby. Uh, because... Uh, so these are... So these two I heard growing up from like our mom and Do our Do you remember the one about the person walking on the side of the road? Exactly. That's the one I just <laughs> remembered. <laughs> I just remembered one I that one too. What's funny, though, is that that's, uh, you know, uh, completely aside from having heard that from our, you know, own relatives, that's a story that's like, it exists. It's a, it's a folktale? Yeah, think? it's like a folktale, you know, and after like <laughs> leaving home and growing up and watching shows and I come across that story, I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Bro, Everybody has this story. You, <laughs> listen to me, though. Listen to me. We know how it is, man, because we've taken that drive. Man, I remember we used to drive from Miami to New York. Like, it was like it was a drive to camp. I don't know why we did it so much when we were younger, but I just remember a couple of those. And, dude, when it's late at night and that road is dark, think about it. If there's something out there, I think some of these motherfuckers have sense of humor. You know, hey, guys, we got another car coming. You ready? All right, cue it up. <laughs> Let's fuck with them. You know, I don't. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you want to tell the story about the um, the person on the side of the road? I don't. I know that I interrupted you again. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's basically it. It was. It was. Yeah. It was yeah, just we, that. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, in Venezuela. I don't know if, if we were sleep. Was it in Venezuela? Yeah, it was in Venezuela where they oh. experienced it. Yeah. That yeah, they were driving and. For some reason, I thought that happened here in the States. Maybe they I just got told the story in the States, so that's why I equated it to that. But, yeah, basically, they were driving. They see this. Was it a woman or a man on the side of the road? Uh, and then, like... Don't remember. Something. Some gender. We don't know. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they see the same person on the side. And they pass him again. Exactly. Like, you know, we just we just pass this motherfucker. Exactly. You know? So, that... Yeah, that was crazy. One time, I was, um, I was in Tampa visiting our father. And it was late, man. I don't want to say it was three in the morning, but it was late. <laughs> and uh, his he he you know he bought a home there that he's restoring to um, go ahead and sell. So he's doing work on the house. There's construction being done on the house, and it's an older house, so the floors creak. You know when you walk in it. Um, so I'm in the living room watching TV. Pops is in, in the room sleeping, and I hear him get up off the bed. And I go, yo, what up, Pop? Todo bien? Todo bien, papi? i thinking he's going to the bathroom, right? I hear no response. I'm like, Pop, todo bien? No response. I get up, kid. Pops is laying down in the fucking bed, my dude. And oh. I heard. <laughs> let me tell you. Bro, <laughs> I think I am in a jacket, guys. Dude, let me tell you. It was... And, and bro, I was not drinking that day. <laughs> I was I was chilling, bro. I was just in, in the fucking house watching TV, you know, late night. And I hear him get off the bed, bum, 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 because his room, um, you have to walk out the room and the bathroom is right in front of it, right? So you have to exit the room to go to the bathroom. So I hear him get off the bed and I hear him go to the bathroom distinctively. I hear the footsteps, boom, boom. I hear the creaking uh, on the floor. And I don't think anything of it. I'm like, yo, pa, que hola, todo bien. I say, que hola, but I'm like, yo, papi, todo bien, you know, just checking on him. And I, and I I find it weird that he doesn't give me a response. So then I ask him again, Pop, todo bien? And I get up to look because I'm like, all right, like, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yo, he's laying down in the bed, cynic. <laughs> you know, he that was told the latest. me. <laughs> that was the latest, bro. He told me. Needless to say, uh, I did not that. spend the night. In, I did not spend the night in that house. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I think I left the next day. I was like, Pops, I love you, but uh, it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. He he told me that uh, once that um, you told him that you felt the ho- the house was haunted, but we never no, spoke no, no, about. No, no, no. But my thing is that there's one thing to go in there and have a feeling and be like, man, there's you know, it's an eerie feeling because I do think that we do pick up on that. That's not what happened there. I had an experience there. So before that happened, I never felt that way. I never felt like the house was off. Maybe if going into it, I was like, oh, my God, it's a creepy house. Then, all right, my mind's playing tricks on me. But I'm like, ah, dude, all right, cool, man. Oh, I like the addition you did in the back. Oh, this part is looking good. Regular house to me. You know, I have no beef with the house. No beef. (laughs) All right? (laughs) I'm looking forward to flipping it so we can make some money. Um, And then all of a sudden, (laughs) bum, 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 bum. And it's the creaks, bro. It's the footsteps. Like, it's unmistakable, dude unmistakable and it was late at night so the tv wasn't loud because i was you know um you know being mindful of him and i knew he was in bed so you know the tv was at a you know that that low that low volume you have it late night where you can hear but it's not disrupting anybody yeah clear as day brother and when i saw him laying on that bed and i saw him that he was deep kid mouth open like you weren't up kid you know what i mean like 
you're in that deep REM sleep right now. I was like, all right. <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> here we are. This is this is happening. So I didn't see anything, but I heard something, and, and I, I know I heard it. This is there, is there any chance that you were in that state where you had maybe just fallen asleep and woken up, and in that moment you maybe you were startled because you thought you heard something? Or were you awake no, for sure? You know, for I sure. I was awake okay. because I remember at that time, I think at that time I was fighting with my current significant other. Okay. So I went to, I went, I went to get away uh, for the weekend, chill with my dad and just kind of clear my head. But because of that, I had a lot of shit on my mind. So I was up. I was, I, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't groggy. Dude, it was, I was awake. Um, like, yeah, like shit, shit was making sense to me. You know, I don't I don't think I was in that limbo stage where I was about to fall asleep. And just to tell you, initially, when I heard it, because initially, if I know you're still in the bed and I hear that, then I'm automatically going to be like, what the fuck? But initially, I'm like, yo, like, I'm trying to talk to this thing, you know, because I'm thinking it's so innocent. Like, yo, it's my dad getting up to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, ¿Cómo está todo bien? You know, like, I'm over here, like, coming from this wholesome place, hey, trying to speak to the spirit or whatever that was in there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't get a response, you know. It would have been freaky if he would have said todo bien and he would have been on the bed. <laughs> you know, that would have been even scarier. But, um, no, it didn't respond to me and then, or whatever that was. And then I got up and I looked and I was like, okay, this is fun. Oh, yeah, this I hear fun. you. That, uh, I mean, it's definitely creepy. Yeah, man, you see um, a lot of, um, with the with the advancement in technology and the um, the fact that we were able to record a lot of things, a lot, you know, a lot of things more now, and there's stationary cameras, and there's always these things that get picked up. It's hard to, to put a finger on those things because you don't know if it's somebody fucking with you, you know, like ad- editing, shit, editing shit on the back end. Yeah. But some of the videos that I've come across, man, they look very... Uh, they look they look very real man like, i don't know i can't say that all of those cases are are fugazi or made up you know i think sometimes those things are captured my thing that i find weird is that if i was something of the other realm whatever energy that is i'm not gonna let myself be caught on camera bro you know what i mean like i don't i don't know if you could control that when you're you're in that state i don't know if it's out of your control but I think you can allow yourself to be visible. You know, from what I understand, I mean, you can allow yourself to be visible and you can allow yourself to not be visible. Mm. Maybe I'm reading that wrong, but that's just how I understand it. So I just don't know why these these things, these entities are always getting caught on, on camera. It's a little weird to me. I don't know if they're leaving us a little a nugget. Well, I mean, a lot of, the, a lot of them doctor. are for sure made up. Mm. I mean, I don't think you believe that every video that claims to have recording no, of a ghost sure. is, is, is legit. 1,000%. Right? No, no, I don't believe that. You know, there's, it's like, you know, we like being scared. Exactly. That's why we like scary movies, right? There's this, there's this rush that, 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 you know, that, that happens and there's something that happens in the brain. Some people just don't like scary movies, but other people do enjoy them. I'm the type of person that I can watch a scary movie before bed and I can dream about rainbows and unicorns. Like, I I don't know what's going on with me, bro. I I don't know if I'm more to the dark side than the light. I would hope not, but I can literally watch The Conjuring and... You know, think about Barney when I'm going to bed. <laughs> what a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. So for me, scary movies don't have that effect, but I do enjoy them. Maybe those people creating those things, they're trying to kind of get the same thing out of us. You know, that we're inquisitive. Oh, is there more? 
I don't know, man. But I, I, for sure, I do know there's there's people out there that are dumb that are making shit up. But I can't say that all of it is made up. Right. Right. You know what I mean? I can't say all of it is made up. There's a lot of shit there that uh that is like, man, there's there's more there. Like creaking, like footsteps. It's crazy. I I did have another experience. All right, this one's a little crazy. Let me get a little sip of water for this one, guys. Give me one second. <laughs> and I have two more because I just remembered another one. Well, you know what? You go because I've been I've been going. Give me your give me all right. your two or one of your So the uh the other two stories that have just come back to me. I haven't thought about mm-hmm. them in a long time. There are also stories that I've heard that I heard from um, either our mom or grandma or whatever. So I know you have the um, an elephant's memory, so I'm going to ask you if you remember our grandmother's apartment in New York, where in the end our great grandmother was living there alone. Ah, uh, you talking about my mom's house? Yes. Yeah, that apartment. Do you remember it at mm-hmm. all? I don't even want to say his name. I remember G telling the story. I remember I remember the apartment vividly. Yeah. I remember Yeah, I remember everything about it. the layout is very similar. You walk in, the only thing is that the kitchen's right in front and then there's a long hall to the left. Exactly. And there's a living room and then the rooms to the right. I remember that that apartment vividly. Yes, yes, I do. So to the, if you went all the way to the end of the hallway, the living room was there at the end, and you go to the right, there was a bathroom and then our great grandmother's bedroom on the left. Mm-hmm. Um so you said you remember G telling you a story. Maybe this is the same one. Oh, man, this is crazy. So there are two the that happened in that apartment that I know of. So one was, uh, this was from my great-grandmother. She, like I said, her apart- her bedroom was all the way on the far end of the apartment. And as we also said, the kitchen was at the very beginning, of the very front of the apartment. And she claimed that she would hear... Late at night, the do you know what a mocha pot is? A mocha coffee pot? We had that at home. That's what our parents make coffees in, coffee in. You know the is the, that the one that splits in the middle and you have the little filter? Exactly, and it has a lid. That's what it's called, mocha. It's a cafetera. That's what we call that out yeah, here. Yeah, town, baby, Miami. Yeah, uh, that's called um, a mocha pot in English. And that pot, you when you open the lid and you drop it, you know, it makes that distinct clink sound. Yep. So that is what she heard. That and silverware in the kitchen. Um, you know, like someone is in the kitchen. You know, she would hear that, those, those sounds from her bedroom late at night. Um, and again, and then she, she said that she would hear footsteps walk down the hall. <laughs> and that was a long hallway. Wa- a long hallway. Walk towards her room, go into the bathroom. And then the bathroom door would close, according to her. I never saw or heard anything, all right? This is what she said she experienced in that apartment. Our mother or grandma? Our great-grandmother experienced that one. And I believe it might be G himself, our older brother, who experienced the next one. And that was before... So when he... Was it him or was it our uncle? Let's not get hung up on that. Someone. I think it was him. Was it him? I, I remember him telling me a personal account with the plates and stuff. No, this was not with plates. Oh, I got another one there. Okay, so this <laughs> that apartment's <laughs> fucked. Let's. We've come to that conclusion. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> so, um, uh, when you walked down that long hallway, I don't know if you remember, there was a bedroom at the center of that hallway on the right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, and yes. that bedroom belonged either to him when he was younger or to our uncle. I don't remember exactly. 
unfortunately, anymore. And the the story goes that he was sleeping, um, was awoken, you know, kind of kind of came out of a sleep because he felt his door open and someone coming in, and someone sit on his bed, but he didn't see anyone. There was no one physically there, but it's what he. That's what that's that's the story. He felt someone coming in and sit on his bed. He looked, there was no one there. That's the only other story that I know of. Uh, happened, uh, 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 supposedly happened in that apartment. So before G went to live in our old home, which is where he lives now, the apartment that he owns, he lived for a brief stint with Mama, which is our great grandmother, in that right. same apartment that you're right. speaking of. And he, I remember him telling me that he would hear at night like plates and cups rough, rustling. You know, like somebody was again in the kitchen oh. making a sandwich or whatever. He would hear plates and cups and mugs and cabinets closing. And yo, I cannot stop these chills, man. This episode is crazy, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> Just telling the story. He would hear all this rumbling. And I don't know if he ever got up to check, but he knew that it was, I think it was just him and Mama at that time. And Mama was sleeping or I don't know if she had passed already. I don't know where in the timeline it was. And in fairness to the story, I don't want to just make shit up. But I know that he couldn't attribute it to anybody else. Mm-hmm. He couldn't say, well, for example, Cynic is in the kitchen making a sandwich at 3.01 in the morning. That was not happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, either uh, it's only two of us here and I know that she's not getting up. I know that she's in a room or it's just me. And there's no reason why I should be hearing that. You know, um, that, you know, that obviously that that apartment has some type of energy. I don't know if it's evil because I I feel like if it was some or or dark because if you believe in that right because if it was I think it would have been more of a tormenting haunting thing which I don't think that that spirit or energy was trying to do I just feel like maybe somebody you know because remember these these buildings are really old man you know so you don't you don't know how many lives how many lifespans have passed through it before you've gotten there. You know, I yeah. always think about that. Like when I move into a place, I always think about who is here before me. I always ask, yo, when was this constructed? You know what I mean? I always mm. ask those questions because, man, if you go to a certain spot and something happened in that place, let's say somebody was murdered. You hear stories all the time that, you know, you, oh, um, they got a great deal on this house. House was dirt cheap, beautiful house, this, that, and the other. House is super fucking haunted. And it's because the husband killed the wife and all the kids. And all those souls are trapped there. So, you know, that, that energy is lingering. I don't, when I hear those stories back and we talk about those stories at our great grandmother's house, none of those stories are something wake you up at night, you know, pulling you off the bed. But it's just little things to let you know, hey, you're not alone. I'm here. A lot of the times you hear stories where the owner of a house, maybe they built the house themselves with their own hands and then they've passed and they passed in the house and then the house gets sold. And then the owner of the house doesn't want to, this is my house, get out, you know? So, I don't know if you have you ever heard stories like that of of um, the previous owner's spirit fucking with the current people that are living. Have you ever heard things like that happen? I mean, uh, not personal stories, but I've seen it like on show those TV shows. Sure. Nah, yeah. Papi, I'm not talking about fluff and, and candles. Yeah, I'm talking about real shit, bro. No, 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 no. I've never, never heard anyone <laughs> uh, tell that. Yeah, man, that shit happens, man. That shit happens, and. It's it's a it's a little weird, man, to put it all together. I just think for whoever was in that apartment, it was it was a good thing that the energy that was there, if you believe in it, right, the energy that was there, wasn't something that was trying to hurt them. But 
man, it's still it's still very very spooky when that happens. I was a, a so-called poltergeist. What was a poltergeist? That ghost, supposed you know whatever it was in the our great grandma's apartment. What is the difference between a poltergeist and let's say a demonic oppression or? Well, poltergeist is is just uh, it's a German word that means noisy ghost. So I it's didn't a know word. that was a German word. First of all, you fucking Germans, man, you guys are great. Yeah, poltergeist is a German fucking... word. That's dope. And um, it's it's a word to describe some kind of a ghost or spirit that is just does the That's kind just... of stuff that was happening in that apartment. You know, making uh... banging noises, footsteps. You know. Could be whatever. It's it's just noisy. It's not something that's particularly after you or whatever. It's just uh, uh, <laughs> it's just letting you know it's there. I'm it's here. a literal noisy ghost. Now we're doing this together, type thing, right? We're a pack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. We're freaking now, roomies. With what you've told me towards the beginning of this podcast, do you believe that that's that poltergeist exists though? Like, would I know you know the definition and what whatever noisy ghost, but do you believe that? That shit's real. Or that's um, something happening in somebody's head. Um, I don't think I'll go as far as to say as I believe it. I, I'm, so I'm, you think you think Gerald was making that stuff up? You think the cafeteria thing was being made up? You think all that stuff was just them imagining it? No, I don't. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not the same to say it's made up or to say they imagined it. It's not. Right oh, yeah, place. that's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say imagine it, not made up, because made up is purposely. I mean, know, they could have imagined it, or they could have really heard something, um, which had some other another explanation that wasn't clear. But my my thing is this, yo. This is not the first time they've gone to bed. Right, we go to bed every night. If you haven't had these experiences anywhere else, and several people have had this experience in this house, how are we going to say that it's all coincidence? No, well, I mean, maybe it isn't, but I think there's also something to be said for being primed up for it. You know, like, you know, already going in, oh, there's weird stuff nah, happening in this house. Nah, and now, because I, I wasn't primed for what happened in, in our father's house in Tampa. Remember, I didn't go in there thinking, I, and I stayed there before. That wasn't my first visit. So I was mad comfortable. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is like my third, fourth time here. Never had any experience. I wasn't. I wasn't going in thinking anything, bro. <laughs> I wasn't primed for that. I was in the. I was in the in the freaking living room, watching TV, and very nonchalantly called out to my father when I heard footsteps. You know, like if I hear footsteps, and all of us, if I'm if I'm primed for it, I'm freaked out. All, all of us are like, "Who's there?" It wasn't that. It was like, "Yo, Bob, you know what I mean?" I, there was nothing that was priming me to feel that way, bro. No, this no. was something that happened, and I experienced it for what it was. Yeah, for sure. Like in your case, that that wouldn't be the case. Um, in the case of um, G, you know, he knew going in there was weird stuff happening. That's what I mean. He could have been primed for it, but yeah, that doesn't that won't account for every experience. Um, even with your story, like I'm not gonna say I don't believe you. Uh, I'm hold just... on, hold on, hold on, hold on, motherfucker! You better believe me. I'm not making this shit. I'm not gonna say it's bullshit. I'm hold not, on, what are you I'm saying? I'm not saying that I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't think you heard. You're not saying that or... you do believe me. I'm saying that saying it, I'm saying that without having experienced it myself, I I'm not going to just uh, 
say I believe in ghosts because of that. That's what I'm saying. Nah, listen to me, bro. Listen to me. <laughs> I understand that sometimes we got to take things in like first account. I get it. But I trust you, right? Unless I think that you're, you know, if you have a, you have a couple screws loose, which I do not, and you tell me, yo, Frank, I experienced this. I'm going to believe you, bro. But I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't fuck? believe you. No, you don't. You don't. We know the truth, man. You don't believe me. You're like, I don't know, man. Maybe you were sipping on grandpa's old cough medicine and you forgot about all, all about it. I don't know, man. Here's another story I have, man. So this was in high school, right? Yeah. <sighs> this was in high school. Damn, I didn't notice I had so many, man. Fucking crazy. <laughs> this was in high school. Yeah. Um I don't, it's, it's a night, I'm not going to joke around and say it was three in the morning because I don't remember the time, but it was, it was in the middle of the night, I'm laying in bed and I hear something, somebody whisper in my ear, babe, move over. Now, at this point in time, I'm a high school student. You know how it is. If you're working, you know, you have little odd jobs here and there. You're not really making a lot of money. You're depending a lot on your parents. At that time, I had a full size bed. I don't even know if they make those anymore. Two people could fit in it, but. You know, if you roll over, you're bumping somebody, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you better roll in that same spot. You're not going to be able to claim territory. No, you're not going to get to a new spot. Um, so the thing with that full size bed is that every time that me and my girlfriend slept in that bed together, um, sometimes I would creep to her side. Sometimes she would creep to my side. And since there's not a lot of space, it was always the move over to your side thing. Right. So I'm laying in bed and I hear clear as day, babe, babe, move over. And I open my eyes. And I try to move, and I cannot move. What? Yep. What, you were frozen or what? Sleep paralysis. So I was I was awake, and I was conscious. I'm telling my body to move, bro, but my body's not moving. My body is not moving. But here's the thing, right? Let's say that those things are isolated. Let's say that I just wake up, and I can't move. And I understand the science behind it. You know, that happens... So we don't act out our dreams. You know what I mean? The, the brain kind of shuts off the body, even though we still move in our sleep. Uh, but the brain shuts off the body so we don't act out the dreams that we're having while we're sleeping. Mm, so you go I into that kind of... my wife once <laughs> in a dream. No fucking way, dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's a sweetheart. Thank God you didn't. <laughs> no, I mean, it wasn't... I, she was sleeping next it to me, obviously. Yeah, and, and she was just going to get the brunt of it, exactly. of course. I get it. I, get I it. literally... Okay punched the bed next to me and she was just lucky not to be in that spot. <laughs> but Sorry. damn, cynic. What you dreaming about, Papa? That you punching beds, kid? What's going on? Let's get into it. Let's open it up. Um, but <laughs> I want to hear more about that story. But a clear as day I hear, you know, so then it wakes me up and I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the middle of the bed again or whatever the case may be. And nah, bro. I go to move and I'm like, okay, this is not happening. So now I'm wide awake <laughs> and I can't move my body, bro. Which that in itself is a fucking trip. And I know this happens to a lot of people. I know a lot of people can relate to that. I don't know if they can tie it into something paranormal. Uh, but I know that I've talked to a lot of people that have experienced that sleep paralysis. I've never experienced um, that in my life. Oh, it's so scary, man. Because you're just not in control. Like It's like um, that that movie, uh, what is it called? The Wake? Where they, they do surgery to this guy and they put him under, all it did was just shut shut his body off, but his consciousness was still on. Mm-hmm. So as they're cutting him open, imagine, he's having surgery, he's feeling everything, bro, but he can't talk. 
and that shit's happened before. That's that's a real thing. That, yeah, that's happened before yeah. on, on in surgery, you know? Um, so very similar to that, where obviously there was no surgery, so <laughs> I can't say similar, but uh, parallels, right? Um, so I'm freaking out because I can't move. I can't move, and, and, and now I can't even turn to see what's going on. You know what I mean? And then as I'm going through this process, I feel a little... I don't know if you hear that on the mic. That little tapping yeah. that I'm doing. It's. I feel like somebody's under the bed. I feel like if somebody was under the bed and they were just tapping like that. Bup, 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 bup. So now I can't move. Now I have this tapping sensation coming from under the bed. Right? And then eventually I'm able to shake loose. I turn around, bro. I was alone, Cynic. She didn't sleep over that night, bro. What? <laughs> I was alone, baby boy. She was not there. Um, that's a cool story. That's a cool story. <laughs> not cool when you're going through it, buddy. Bro, so what I started doing, I started praying, kid. Because there was, I mean, at that time, it's like, all right. You know, at that time, the way the house was structured is that I had kind of the whole first floor, right? And then mom's was upstairs in the second floor, but she was on the opposite side of the home. So if something is there, bro, I'm not going to make it upstairs <laughs> to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, like, I got, so I just started, I started praying, bro. I started praying, I started praying, I started praying, I started praying. And then eventually, you know, I was, you know, every, like the, the tapping stopped. I didn't even look under the bed. And it's crazy because we spoke about little kids and the fear of, I don't have, I mean, I'm sure when I was younger, I had that fear, but as an adult, I don't, I'm not scared of the dark. Like if I need to go get water, I'm going to go get water. You know, I don't think that Freddy Krueger, like when I was younger, I thought Freddy Krueger was going to pop out the fridge because I couldn't push it together, you know? Now I'm like, all right, bro, like they ain't nothing there. Like if there might be something there, it might be a spirit and then you handle that accordingly, but you're not going to have the boogeyman there, you know, like you thought when you were younger. But it was so weird because there was, a, you know, this slight tapping under the bed that was tied into the sleep paralysis that was tied into the babe move over. And I'm telling you, the babe move over was as clear as day. That room was dark. <laughs> it was late at night. And yeah. that's when you got to... You got to tighten up the pants, man, and be like, all right, either we're going to have a mental break or we're going to get through this. Um, wow. I don't know if I had a mental break or not, but I got through it. That's crazy. C- crazy, dude. Crazy. Sleep paralysis in itself is crazy. Um, I don't only remember that happening to me that one time. But for me, the weird thing about it is that it was tied into that kind of paranormal experience for me. And I never happened again. I never had that. I never had that issue again where I was awake and I couldn't move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But those are a lot of first times for me <laughs> uh, that night. And uh, and yeah, man, it was uh, something that I remember very vividly to this day. And I don't care if you believe me or not, Sid. All right, it's true. <laughs> damn it. So let's let's keep trucking because we still got actually quite a few to get things we that we want to get to. And let's get it, Cynic. Let's get it. We wanted to talk about. Let me see. It was about an article I think you read, wasn't it? About getting closer to death? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, where I guess the closer you get to death, you start to see dead people or what What happens there? Exactly. So there was this TED Talk um, and it was about, I believe it was a doctor. We'll put the link on our social media sites, guys. And now that we're talking about paranormal real quick, if you guys have any stories that you want to share with us, go on our Instagram, go on our Twitter Leave us your personal stories. We would love to hear them. Um, and if there any of them are, are good or, you know, <laughs> juicy enough, if, if Cynic doesn't call bullshit on it, we'll even talk about <laughs> it, you know, next episode. We'll have a little a little segment where we can uh, integrate you guys in. Um, but, yeah, there's a TED Talk uh, that, that they had, and it's basically this doctor. Dr. Christopher they, Kerr. There you go. And um, he's always had this relationship with, with death. Um, 
in the sense where he feels like it's always something that's been part of his life. Not because necessarily a lot of people die, but I don't know if it's because of the profession he chose or what the case may be. But basically what he's saying is that when people get closer to passing, there's a threshold that opens up and they become more open to different energies and they're able to see different things. And there's actually accounts of people that uh, days or, or weeks before they pass, they'll start talking to ancestors that are, that have passed that, you know, so they're not talking to their daughter that's alive, that's in her home right now, right? Think of somebody in a nursing home right, or a hospice care because, you know, a hospice, unfortunately, right. you're already on your way out. Um, so they're they're secluded in, in this, you know, environment where they have medical staff looking after them. And um, they'll start talking to people that have passed already and they'll start having conversations with them. So a lot of the times people chalk it up to dementia, right? Or the people, the person's not as sharp, this, that, and the other. But what he's saying is that he really believes that for some people, the closer that you get to that personal finale, that it does open up doorways um, and, and you are able to, to kind of communicate with, with people on the other side. And I found that very interesting because I don't know how I would react if, if I had that experience, you know what I mean? Um, but it was definitely, definitely interesting kind of hearing that account and that take on it. Yeah, there's some cool stories that you come across every now and then from people who work. And I say cool, but you know what I mean. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, from people who work in hospices or whatever, palliative care, I think it's called as well. Um, where exactly as you describe it, I... I also find those stories fascinating. I really do. I won't try to explain what I think it is. Um, and it doesn't really change my view on it, but I find do them Do you have an explanation or is it... I'm sorry, do you have an explanation or do you not have an explanation? Because sometimes we have an explanation, but we don't want to get into it. Or sometimes we just can't explain it. I guess that's what I'm trying to clarify. I don't have an explanation. I, okay. I My theory would be that it's also some mental stuff going on there. I mean, in the end, I think, I think, a lot of these experiences are. Not all of them, but I think a lot of them are experiences that we that we're producing ourselves, inside, mentally or, emotionally. Because I do believe in energy, and I like I told you, I believe that there's something inside of us, you know, call it a spirit or whatever. I don't think we're just flesh bags. Um, it's just what I have a hard time with is just the, you know, being visited by, by a ghost for who knows what reason. And and then this, it's like a little bit like the UFO talk talk that we had, topic that we had. You know, it's like, okay, you know, there's a large chunk of the population who believes in this and some of them say they've experienced something. Okay, fair enough. But when it comes to, you know, the hardcore proof, it's like, uh, yeah, sorry. There's, I don't really have it. And that's why but, it always has to come down to you experiencing it yourself. Or at least for me, it has to come down to that. I would say that there isn't hardcore proof, though, man. I mean, I, I get that there's still people that maybe need more uh, personal accounts, I guess I would want to say. To kind of believe more of it, but I don't think you necessarily have to go through it to comprehend or believe that that something's happened. I I want to ask you, man. 
do you believe in 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 like demons or angels at all or do you just think it's all energy i think it's uh, i think it more it leans i lean more towards energies i i don't think there are demons or angels i mean so you at don't the think end the, mm-hmm. you don't think there's anything like devil for example no like you don't think oh, okay okay what about the satanic bible why would anybody even write that if you know how do you think that that book came to 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 play being that we're in the whole paranormal. well i mean it's like the bible right it's the there these things get written by people who are telling stories uh some of them are supposed accounts that they say they've had or accounts that they're retelling of other people it's just but if, is it stories or, sp- or accounts about spirits for example is it like um stories about possessions and um from what you know of it, of course, but uh, possessions and stuff like that, or is it like just Jack and Joe went up the hill and Jack ate her face off? Like I don't, you know, is it? <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, how? Yeah, what what side is it on? Is it like more like on the spiritual side, or is it like recounting things that have happened in the past? No, much? I think it's more like on the spiritual side. I think the Satanic Bible, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I I used to own a copy. I don't know if I still have it. Actually, um, mm. it's like telling you kind of you know how the bible is telling you a mix of stories but also accounts from so-called angels or prophets or apostles or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and in that it's trying to teach you some kind of a moral or some kind of a story something um what is the satanic bible trying to teach you with their stories (laughs) I, i think the satanic bible approaches it from the side of because they they are i guess i guess they believe in the darker side right uh mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. like people who believe in in god and angels you know these guys i guess believe in the opposite but i think mm-hmm. they approach it from the side of it's not that these demons or whatever are there to come out and kill you and eat you and send you damn you to hell it's more like mm. it's more like we're they're trying to tell you that this is their their side of it is like it's they're approaching it more from like a freedom perspective from like a knowledge perspective like mm-hmm. yeah god is telling you you have to do this and he's telling you you have to do that and etc 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 and you need to follow these rules uh in order to get to heaven and then they're approaching it from like look we're here to liberate you you know th- this this is the truth of things, and 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 this is uh, how you should uh, kind of like live your life and see, you know. I think that's how they're approaching it. Don't you know? Mm. Quote me because I, I don't know for sure. I, I don't even. I would have to look at that book again and and refresh myself on it. But let's let's leave that book alone. So I think that's that. <laughs> I think that's the approach <laughs> that they take from it. Whether yeah, they yeah, believe yeah, yeah. in actual demons the way other people believe in angels. I guess there's a mix. Some probably do. Uh, I don't believe in either. Not in that sense. Not in that way. No. I feel like there's a spiritual battle going on that we can't see. If that makes any sense. You know what I mean? I feel yeah, like there's... Probably within yeah, us. A, with, yeah, it could be, man. could be. The quote that we're going to end with today is, is pretty gnarly. And it's something something along those lines. I just wanted to say, like, we we everything we experience, everything with from within us to the outside of us, it's like it's dualistic every everything you know so there's light and dark 
there's good and bad, you know, there's life and death. Uh, our entire experience is a dualistic one. So, sure, I, I would not say there's no such thing as evil. But to personify it in like a devil or a demon is what I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. I'm sure there are energies that are, you know, the yin and yang, right? And I think it, they, they, you can't have one without the other. So I'm, that's why I think, yes, there, there must be some kind of an energy out there that is the opposite of, you know, what we, what we think of as good, you know, but what messes you up is when you realize you can't have that without the, the dark energy. And then you're really confused. <laughs> because you can't yeah you can't have one without the other for sure for sure how do you feel about witches man um that's kind of a loaded question <laughs> <laughs> because you my friend interviewed a witch a self-described witch didn't you i did i did we're actually gonna play that for the listeners <laughs> in a few here but before we do i definitely just wanted to get your take on it um you know your honest opinion i mean I, i'll go first you know you you have you hear like sabrina the teenage <laughs> witch right that's a famous you know sitcom and then the the salem witch trials which obviously this this was something that, that really happened it wasn't fictional so you've always had these stories about these witches and i think I, when i was younger i always kind of pictured them like on a broom with a black pointy hat and like, <laughs> you know but as i've gotten older I feel like they're kind of misunderstood. I, I don't. I can't say that all of them are are misunderstood. I, I do believe that there's some witches that are witches for a reason. Like, like you know, um, they're they're looking to do bad, or or they're they're leaning more towards a darker side of darker side of things. Um, but as I've grown older, I, I've I've come to realize that I think that ultimately they've gotten a bad rep, and I think that you know, let's say for example with the Salem witch trials. Did you do you know that that story? Yeah. 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 So, for example, when that was happening, a lot of that stuff was, you know, taboo because it was unexplainable, and because it, they couldn't explain it, then it had to be something from from the underworld, you know. And uh, what happened, obviously, was, was tragic there. Uh, so, I just think a lot of it was is comprehension, and I feel different today. You know, I don't, you know, having a friend that is is somebody, you know, that, that she says she's a witch. I I think has even opened that up even more because. You know, she's not on a broom with a pointy hat. Like, she's a normal person. You know, she just has her spiritual beliefs and she has her spiritual practices and and goes about her life the way she goes about it. But to answer that question, the, the question that I asked you um, is, you know, I feel a lot different today than I felt when I was younger because of kind of the stigma that they had and so on and so forth. But how do you feel about, do you do you believe in witches at all? I mean, I believe your friend believes or, or feels that she's a witch. Well, which I mean, witchcraft. I guess. I guess I would want to. I want to rephrase that and ask you, how do you feel about witchcraft? Not necessarily witches. In the in like the whole magic side of it. Yeah, because mm. down here in South Florida, you know, there's a very big prominent Hispanic community, and Cubans. A lot of their cultures and traditions have carried over, and Santeria is another form of witchcraft, which a lot of people down here, a lot. Like a lot of people down here believe and and involve involve themselves in, you know what I mean. And it's for me, it's always I, I respect I respect all that man. You know, I'm not even if I don't believe it, I won't disrespect it. I'll just be like, nah, man, it's just not my thing. Um, and if I don't understand, I'll be like, hey, man, you know, it's not my thing. But to see it's to see it for I don't think a lot of people get to see 
like with the exception that you live like in, in Africa, right? Where a lot of that stuff originated. You don't really get those first-hand accounts like you do here in South Florida. But it's so it's so normal down here that you'll see somebody all dressed in white and you'll be like, oh, yeah, they're, they're going through their sacrifice or whatever. Or you see somebody with a little wristband and you'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> so on and so forth. Um, it, it's like it's it's so common, you know. And there's a lot of people down here that, that believe in that in that witchcraft and they pray their santos and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you see, I don't know anything really about that, like what, san, what saints they pray oh, to and, and what they stand for. And it doesn't... It, I don't know if that even fits the stereotype that I mentioned about, you know, the whole nature um, thing. So I, I don't really know. I don't think that. Yeah, I think that's a little different. I think that's a little. It's funny. I posted a, a video on my Instagram the other day because we had some flooding here. Um, we had a little bit of a drought. So the heavens opened up and it rained for like a week. So the lake got flooded and I was was I was showing the people all the shit that kind of washed up on shore. And one of my friends um, messaged me. She's actually the one who gave us a shout out on our last episode. So, Crystal, thank you, thank you for that. I'm gonna go and give you a quick shout out for giving us the love and and um, glad you enjoyed that episode. But she sends me a message saying there's a lot of Santeria going on. And I go, why? I'm like, what do you see in this video <laughs> that that displays any Santeria? She goes, no coconuts because what people do is that when they go ahead and they do their rituals. Um, they'll, they'll go ahead and I don't know if they bathe in the coconut or pee in the coconut or whatever, but then they have to leave it like in a canal or like in a, in a canal that connects the lakes or in a four-way stop or something like that. And I was like, well, thank you. I was like, yo, I'm not going to touch the coconuts. I'm going to leave those coconuts there. Cause that's another thing. Like if something has that energy and you touch it, then that energy could be transferred to you. Very, very crazy the way that hmm. happens. But then we go to, it goes to what you believe, right? Cause a lot of people say, if you don't believe in that, then you don't give it power. So I don't know. I don't know. You know, no. is it true or is it not true? You know, is it in my head like you're saying, or is it not? Because if you're telling me that if I don't give, if I'm not, I'm not giving something power. If I don't believe in it, then does it fucking exist? What are we talking about yeah. here? But I told her, look, I'm not gonna toast those coconuts. <laughs> but I can tell you, I have a lot of palm trees around my lake, so I don't think that necessarily Santeria is is occurring in my backyard. But it's just an example of how common it is down here, the witchcraft, you right. know, and um. It's something that's very, we're very intimate with it down here as South Floridians, at least, witchcraft part of it. Yeah, you guys don't have uh, much of that over there, I assume, or is it something, and obviously, I know it's not Santeria. Uh, if there is, I don't know about it. Yeah, I mean, there may uh, very well be, but I'm, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't know. I'm not plugged in. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I think this is a good opportunity, Cindy. Let's go ahead and play the interview for the people, and we'll come right back, and we'll give some notes before we, we head out. Let's do it. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us. I'm here with Sin. We'll call her Sin just to keep her incognito. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Sin, let's get right into it. Um, this this portion of the podcast we're talking about, the first first um, half of it was the paranormal. Um, in the back half of it here, where, where we currently are, uh, we're talking about more just energy and whether that be light, dark, uh, purple, pink, whatever, however you want to slice it. And I know that for you, we've had many conversations where you just blown me away um, with some of your experiences and your outlook. And um, I, you know, I'm very excited that we, that we can have you on today. I guess the first question I would ask for you, um, or that that I have for you, better said, is how would you identify yourself? Um, I identify myself as an eclectic witch, which means I collect from different places, other religions, and create my own. That's interesting. So. 
How would that, I mean, um, is, is that something that you kind of just found, you found your own way, or is that, is there an actual sector of, of other people that kind of practice the way you practice? How, how did you come about to to being kind of open to all the religions? I will say that's my own thing, because um, even other eclectic witches, they're not going to believe in the same thing that you believe, for example, or that I believe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you, do you think that for the most part, I don't want to say in witchery. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but in that in that world, is that um, common for people to kind of find their own paths, or do you think that was more of a individual kind of journey that you found yourself in? No, I think it's common. So a lot of people do it. The, cool. the, the thing is that I don't like to follow rules, so I create my own rules. So. <laughs> I like that. Touche. Touche. And um, how would you explain energy, Sin, if you had to energy. explain it? Yeah, I know that's a loaded question, so, but how would you explain it if you had to put it into words? Well, it depends, because, you know, electricity creates energy, uh, movement is energy, so breathing is energy. Spirits have energy, but they have limited amount of energy unless they're very old and they require, like, they learn to think, so that's, that one's a little bit hard. So, so let's say if if somebody has an older energy, that means they've been around longer. Are when we say been around, is that are they kind of in limbo? Are they trapped? Or that's the thing. To me, some of them choose to be here, and some of them are trapped here, or some of them they don't know how to cross over to their spiritual world. So they're kind of in between. Wow. And have you ever found yourself in a position where you are assisting in that process? Always. Wow, is it? (laughs) That's very intense. It takes a a special type of person to have a gift like yours and the responsibility that you take on willingly, you know, because I think it's one thing to have the gift, but I think the person needs to want to kind of fight that fight, and it says a lot about your character and who you are. Um, But, I mean, can you tell us a little more about that as far as... Yeah, of course. yeah, how, how would you help in, in a situation where you, you find somebody um, that, you know, let's say they are trapped? I know you said some of them do like to be here, but in the event that maybe somebody's having trouble crossing over, how would you assist in getting in there? Well, um, first I think it's dedication because some people will just ignore and not want to deal with it even though they know the spirit is there. Um, to me, I feel sad because it's like that's the soul. So that was a person once and they're just, stuck here and they don't know what to do so some of them are like angry or whatever so what I do is just you know I guide them obviously always with a candle because the candle is light so fire energy and element so you're creating that energy to guide them so that way they can see so they can go home pretty much so it's a it's a more of a ceremony of you lighting the candle and that candle signifying kind of a doorway if you will allowing them to to find their way Am I getting that right? Yeah, something like that. I take that and also the way that I'm thinking or what I'm saying. Remember, words are powerful. So that's also energy as well. It's like I'm creating this whole thing for them to go through. Is there any specific chants or mantras that you use, or is it more of an organic type of thing in the moment? It's natural for me. Natural? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Very, very cool. That's, again, like like I said, every time... You, you and I talk, you blow me away with the stories, the, the conversations that we have. I guess the last question I will have for you, Sin, is if there's any personal stories 
that you would be willing to share. <laughs> if you have one or two, I mean, we can we can talk as much as you like. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind sharing at least one or two, that'd be great. I, I don't know where you would want to start, but yeah, if there's any personal stories that you you would want to share today. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, for example, this was what 2009, and I took the metro bus and. I got off and there was no sidewalk because it's all like, the, you know, like the middle, like the aisle. So it's all grass. And then I was walking on the side and there was a school bus behind me going fast, I guess. And someone literally grabbed me and moved me to the side. And then the bus passed me by and I'm like, I was shocked because if that someone didn't move me, I would have gotten hit. That Whoa. So you, so you basically you felt something literally move you from the position that you were in. So a yeah. couple feet over, and yeah. seconds later you find out the reason is because you see that there's a bus coming. Yeah, and I was shocked, literally shocked. And, I mean, I know this might be a dumb question, but was there anybody physically there that nope. we can attribute that to? No. All right. So, no, there was nobody. Yeah, wow, that's that's intense. That's some intense stuff. How did you feel after that? I mean, how does one um, feel when... I was thankful. <laughs> yeah, because it's a near death. It, it, yeah, it's a near death experience, and then not only that, but then you're also Definitely. coming to terms with something, you know, on, on a deeper level as far as energy and realms or whatever, however you want to call it, was mm-hmm. into play as well. You know, that's that's intense. What did that happen um, in the states or back yeah, in your homeland? Yeah. No, wow, no, that's, that was here. That's crazy. Do you think it you know who it was? Or? Um, no, no, I have no idea. I don't know if it was one of my guides or just uh, passing by. or I, I never even bothered to ask. I was just like, thank you. I was grateful, and that's it. That's awesome. When you say one of your guides, um, would you mind elaborating a little more on that? What, what does um, that necessarily mean? It depends mean on what you believe in. So guides, okay. I call it guides. Other people would call it angels, you know, like the guardian angel. But yes. I call it guides because they're guiding me. That's awesome. Do you think that uh, specific people have guides, or do does everybody have guides? How does, think, do you have to be a I chosen think, one to have a guide? No, no, no. <laughs> I think everybody has one. It's like, you know, like when you're doing something and, like, your gut feeling is telling you something else. Yes, Sometimes I think that could be, exactly, that could be your soul telling you something, or that could be uh, somebody else telling you something. Like, don't do this, do that, you know. Wow. That is cool stuff. I think everybody can relate to that in one aspect or another. And hearing stories like that is amazing because it just it makes it helps it make sense for me at least, you know. Um, do you have anything else you would want to share? Any other experiences that you would want to share with the people? Oh, I could tell you so many. I could I'll tell you a short one. So, <laughs> you know, when a couple of years ago, okay, my son was a baby, and I I was with my friend, and my friend like dropped me off, so I was getting the stroller and everything out to you know get into my house. I heard a lovely voice because it was a very sweet voice. It said, hey, do you need any help with that? And I was like, no, thank you. And then when I look up, there was nobody. So I'm like, okay. I opened the door. I got in. I looked around. Nobody. Absolutely nobody. So so clear. Okay, so you're facing facing your door, I assume? You're you're about to enter your your, apartment? Yeah, I was like coming off the shoulder. Yeah, no, like, ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay, okay. And then you hear a voice behind you ask you if, if you I need help. help. Yeah. Yeah, because um, right? yeah, yeah, the thing is, I was lifting the stroller because I have like a couple steps before getting into my door. So I was lifting mm-hmm. it, and then I heard this voice saying, hey, do you need any help? 
it was the lovely woman's voice, you know, very sweet, soft spoken. And I'm like, no, thank you. And I look up and nobody. There was nobody there. And I'm like, okay. Oh man, that one just that one just literally gave me chills. I don't know why, but I felt that one. I felt I don't know yeah. if maybe it's got, if I can relate to it, but I kind of felt like I was there almost. Like I can even picture it. It's crazy. Um, and how did you feel after that? After I mean, those types of experiences. Is it something that's kind of normal to you, or yeah, what type of emotion do you feel? What type of day do you? Huh? I mean, it was normal, and I didn't feel scared. I was like, okay, thank you. You know, you offer your help, but you know, and then I don't see anybody, and I'm like, okay, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there's a battle with uh, a spiritual battle going on that we don't see, or do you think it's just more there's just energy out there, and there's things behind their, behind uh, beyond our comprehension? I mean. How would you, how would you describe it? Is it is it is it a combative thing or is it just more like a part of evolution, part of life type thing? If that makes sense. I think it's part of evolution. You know, I don't think they're battling anything. I just think they're just people, maybe from different times or this time, just energy going around. Yeah. And like I, I have a bunch of spirits in my house too. So, like I I have one that I call him the grumpy guy because he's more of a protector. But, yeah, I call him the grumpy guy because he doesn't smell for anything. He's just angry. He's just angry. Yeah. <laughs> do, you see, do you see these spirits, though? Do you see them, or is it sometimes, more like a feeling? No, sometimes I do, and sometimes I choose not to because I don't feel like dealing with them. Like, I sometimes I acknowledge them, so that way I'm being respectful. Like, I know you're there, but I just don't want to deal with you. Like, I want to sleep or I want to rest. But. Yeah, sometimes they pop up or like shadow walking or like that. But that's the thing, I've been dealing with this since I'm little, so I'm used to it. You've had the gift, yeah. I mean, how does that work, though? I mean, now you're, as a woman, I understand, you know, the, the bravery that you would have as an adult. But as a as a child, um, how do you deal with something like that when you realize that you have that gift? I mean, is it scary at first or... Are you, were you well, always inquisitive about it, like naturally? How was that for you? Well, I could tell you the, when I was little, I thought I had a fever because I was seeing like little witches crawling on the, like on the ceiling and stuff. And I would tell my mom like, mom, what's going on? I have a fever, I have something because I'm feeling little things. So it turned out like funny kind of thing and safe. Then I got freaked out sometimes because I, when I was little, I used to see a bunch of things and I'm like, what is this? Because some of the energies didn't feel that nice. So, yeah. My mom would give me, like, the rosary or, like, prayers or things like that mm-hmm. to, like, calm myself. And, then that, and that would, would, would you say that you would encounter different energies depending on where you lived or would these energies follow you no matter um, where you would go? How, how, some how follow me. Some follow me and some I call them passing through. Passing through, like, for example, right now with the whole coronavirus thing, I've seen so many, and I'm always doing that little ritual I told you before with the candle and everything so they can go on so they're not stuck in here. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's so sad because there's so many stuck, and it's like they're crying for help because they don't know what's going on. It's like they were here one day, and then one second they're not. So it's like they can't touch things. So, you know, it's a lot of emotions. And does that happen... Are because I was always under the impression that that might that happened a majority of the time when somebody didn't have like a proper burial or a proper send off. Are these people stuck because they haven't had that, or are they just stuck because it was so unexpected? 
and they feel like they have, they have more to do. It could be both. It could yeah, be because sometimes they didn't people don't want to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes that too. Remember, yeah. we're energy. We're souls. We're breathing. So we're never going to be destroyed because energy so it doesn't get destroyed. So. Very true. We know that as a fact. Well, mm-hmm. I can't thank you enough for being candid and open with us today, Sin. Um, you know that I'm a fan of yours, and I'm really <laughs> excited that we were able to integrate you in this little podcast that me and Sinek have going. And um, I know that for sure, just as long as you're not opposed to it, you will be a returning uh, guest. And uh, next time, hopefully, we can have you in studio so we can chop it up some more. Okay? But thank you again for joining us today. You're awesome. Thank you. And I can even teach you how to do witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's get into it. Let's go and turn. I love it. All right, Tim. Thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. So that was my good friend, Sin. We'll call her Sin. Forgive the quality of it because of the whole COVID situation. Um, I think it was just safer to uh, do a phone interview. But um, next time, we'll try to have him in studio, like I said, uh, so it doesn't sound like we're underwater. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but guys, yeah, that's that's a you know, firsthand account right there of, of somebody who, who uh, you know, does practice witchcraft and um, she says it's a daily battle for her. You know, it's, I don't want to say it's a daily battle, but it's a, it's a daily thing for her, you know, her dealing with souls. And she even, you know, uh, you know, according to her assist them in, in some of them in passing on. What I really found interesting about that is when she brought up the whole COVID situation and she said that she sees so much more now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Are more people dying now because of COVID? You know, I don't, uh, that, that was a little weird to me because I didn't, um, I think people die every day. You know, and if you have that gift, you're going to be seeing yeah. shit every day. I don't know if, like you said, maybe she's right. more open to it because of of what's going on, you know, in the world and stuff. Maybe she's more more aware of it. So she's she's getting more of that energy. Um, it's not something like kind of a day to day thing, but she definitely says some pretty, pretty interesting things in that that phone interview. Yeah, the, the COVID thing was also interesting for me. And I have the same I had the same thoughts. I don't know. I, like COVID is is now big in the news because it's a pandemic, right? But um, exactly. I don't know how many more people are dying now than than have died, you know, than would be dying normally. Sure, I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we don't have people dying now with COVID. I'm sure they are. Um, that's clear. But I, I don't know. I, I also was, was a little bit un, unsure of why there would be so many now, you know, lost and confused and have, because of having passed away from COVID. And yeah, I, I also have other questions as well. Um, like what? Like, I'm, I was trying to understand why these, some of these uh, spirits or, or souls are stuck. Like, I know it towards the end you asked, is it because uh, it was a sudden death? Um, and Or th- there was a second uh, point that you brought up. Um, I can't... Yeah, because they didn't have a proper Right, burial. that's what it was. Um, but in, in either case, like, she mentions that uh, everyone has a guardian angel or, or, or guide. Uh, it, it mm. you know define it uh, depending on whatever your belief is I guess, but I believe she said that everyone has one. So if you die, 
regardless of what you die from and regardless if it's unexpected or not why would you ever be in limbo why would you where was where was does your where's your guardian angel then or your guide then that's something that i was uh i would have liked to ask if i would have would have had the chance and i was also curious like are these spirits slash souls always all around all of us all the time so do we not have any mm -hmm. privacy <laughs> Are spirits seeing us have sex? <laughs> Are they perverts? I need to know this. You know, yeah. uh, this is going to be, we're going to come back to witchcraft, but saying that um, reminded me that I used to have a girlfriend that was very religious. She used to say that, you know, for, for men, you know, when you sleep, a lot of times, you know, you wake up with that morning wood, right? It just, it happens, you know? She's saying that when that every day, yeah. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> she's saying that when that happens is because there was a, a demon having sex with you at night. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> not because Next. not because you're relaxed and blood is flowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But um, back to the back to the to, to Sin's interview. Did she did she come out? Where, where'd you meet her? Fifteen thirty? Or where did she come from? Jeez. Prohibition. Um, no, man, no, uh, we actually met on MySpace. <laughs> Christian Mingle? No, we met on MySpace. We met on MySpace back in the day, bro, and, and yeah, we were, we were together for a bit. She's, we're, I don't care say we're friends now, because not really in touch, uh, but yeah, she, she told me, I was like, man, I don't know. She's like, oh, you know, you know what, there it is, let, let me rephrase that, it wasn't that, when you wake up with a Woody, I think is when you have a wet dream. When a when a male ejaculates in their sleep is because a demon was fornicating with them, is what she told me. I'm pretty sure she said something about the wood too, though. That even if you wake up with the wood, it's because somebody's following you. I'm like, I don't know, man. I just I think that's just the way men wake up. But it reminded me of that. And I thought it was interesting and <laughs> interesting enough to <laughs> to bring it up um, mm. on the podcast here. But um, we were talking about sin in the interview. What did we leave off on, bro? I'm horrible. <laughs> well, um, the last thing I was asking was, are these things all around all of us all the yes, time? Yes, yeah, um, yes. That was something that I was just kind of wondering about. Uh, yeah, and I, I found it interesting also how she, being someone who defines or describes herself as someone who doesn't like to follow rules, <laughs> also makes up her own... Um, She's a vigilante. Her own individual practice, I guess. Yeah. Let me for, tell you, man. Witchcraft. On a personal note, she's she's a very intelligent individual. You can tell that. I don't doubt it. Yeah, no, you can tell that she's there's something special about her. Um, so, man, when she says that, I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know if you are able to make up your own rules, but if there's anybody that would make it up, it would be her. Because <laughs> you know, and then she <laughs> she shared as well that um her. Uh, I don't think it was in the interview that something was happening when she was younger. No, no, I think this was in, in text that me and her were talking. And um, the first time she mentioned to her parents that she saw something when she was younger, they both looked at each other and they said, it's happening, it's beginning. So I think that this is something that's been, you know, passed down, you know, from her. Because it seems like her parents have, you know, we know that her mom was in it. Um, I don't know so much about her dad, but. In that story, she explained that they looked at each other. She said, well, it's, it's starting. She, you know, she's starting to see things or whatever. So I, it seems like it was in some way, you know, I don't want to say genetics, but it just seems like that family is, you know, in that 
in that energy yeah. field in that vortex you know and um yeah one thing i i asked yeah one yeah, thing but... i asked her just to finish the thought real quick cynic was i was like do you ever use your your power for bad you know because i my thing is is that i respect all all energies i respect all beliefs but i won't condone anybody using it for personal gain or i won't condone anybody using it to harm other people so if i ever if if you tell me look i, I mess with this i'll be like all right cool then my follow-up question is, do you fuck with people? You tell me, yeah, sometimes I'm done with you. I won't fuck with you. You know what I mean? Because that, that's not, <laughs> I, I don't I don't rock with that, bro. That's not something I'm cool with. So I remember her asking her that question. She was like, no, not at all. You know, because that's not, she, she sees her herself more as a healer, more as uh, as an aid, you know, to these to these spirits. But I think it's important to mention that as well, that she, she doesn't practice, you know, evil magic, if you will. But mm-hmm. definitely okay. cool. Definitely cool hearing her, her insight and, her being candid enough to come on and and talk to us and next time cynic because the way it worked out is with the time with the time schedule when she was available you know it was a little later on your your side of the world but either we'll have her in studio or if we're still dealing with covid we'll make sure to set it up properly so we can get your questions answered because i think you bring up some valid points and i think it would have been great uh to hear what she had to said you know to some of the questions you have yeah yeah, that, that would be cool. The, the the other thing that I found interesting that she mentioned was that she said when she was young, she had a fever. Um, I'm not sure if that's when things started for her, but I think that's another um, common, uh, I don't want to say story. It makes it sound like I'm discounting it, but like a common theme uh, in some young people when they, they, they have like some illness, um, pretty bad illness. That sometimes like uh, kind of unlocks this part of them. Mm. So I wonder if that's what happened with her. Uh, but yeah, super interesting. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. So I think we're gonna wrap this one up, Cynic. Um, you have anything else for the yeah. people, man? Uh, no, I, I appreciate everyone who, who's sticking with us. Shout out to our listeners in the UK. I know, hey. I know you're there. Let's go, UK. We see you on the on the on the metric screen, UK. We appreciate you. Thank you for the support. Yes, and uh, I'm going to start putting us up on SoundCloud. Um, they have some restrictions there, so I'll just you know put a new episode on every week or so. Uh, it won't have all the running shows from the from 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 the past, but uh, yeah, just trying to reach out. So if you guys enjoy the show, remember to. Uh, to subscribe, leave us some reviews, and uh, use all of our channels to get in touch with us. And give us, give us feedback, guys. We love, we would love to hear, you know, what you think about particular episodes. Even if you think we're full of shit, you know, let's hear it. You know, it's all good. We're yes. not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna be like, well, we're not gonna post that because you don't agree with us. Nah, man, let's let's bring it to the table. Let's have a conversation. And um, yeah, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. That'd be dope. So I think before we go, you have something for us. I do. You know, we're doing this this quote thing now, Cynic. We have a, a quote every show. So what I have for us today is monsters are real and ghosts are real too. They live inside us and sometimes they win. And that's mm-hmm. by Stephen. I, like I knew you would, my man. That's from Stephen King. And I thought it was very, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was very fitting. It Man, it brings a question. You know, sometimes what we see in movies they feel so real. They feel so real. Sometimes you read a book and it feels so real. And it's like, has, has this person experienced this? Because I don't I don't know if this is coming from a fictional place. You know what I mean? 
and I do think that for those great, you know, like horror story directors, um, people that really make a living in, in that dark side of filmmaking, man, I I would not want to spend 10 minutes inside their, inside their brain because I can only imagine the shit that they think of or experience or dream of, you know, because in order for you to, to create it, it has to, there has to be a start point. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if it just comes out of thin Absolutely. air. Absolutely. You know, so, Absolutely. and that's why, and that's why I think, you know, we can relate to those stories that we read in books or to those movies because in some way or another, you know, it's, you know, there's some parallels there that, that make it more believable or something that we can attach to personally say, well, that experience, it's not the same experience, but I have something, something along those lines or I have those same concerns or I have those same fears. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. But that that was a really cool one, I, and I thought it was fitting for today's episode. Uh, yeah, super fitting. I, I think I think that it, I, I have the feeling that it also touches on what I said very early on in the episode. I think a lot of these things come from psychological, you know, from our own psychology. Hmm. I think most of these things, if not all, they, they, I I would rather or I would feel more comfortable believing if i have to say believing in something i prefer to experience something but if i would have to use that word that these things all come from us mm -hmm. you know like you said with the movie example th this comes from their own imagination or, or experiences or whatever mm -hmm. but they come from us and i think all of these things live inside of us it just depends what we tap into yeah, or if you don't tap into it consciously, what is it that's trying to make its way out of you and you don't know why? And it's, you know, you think you're seeing ghosts or you're being, you know, haunted by a demon or whatever. And maybe this is you and you're not listening. Oh, man. This, this is where I approach it from. Ooh, that, that, that's, like it. that we're doing we this. We can talk about that. We're, 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 we're doing this two day. hours in cynic. Damn. I, I wanted to whet everybody's <laughs> appetite. <laughs> that's a great outlook man that's a great outlook that's a great point i never saw it that way but now that you say it i'm like man you know there's people that think that this is hell we said it before that there is no heaven and hell that we're currently living in hell and so when you say something like that it's like hey man if if this is hell then i'm sure there's a lot of shit within us i mean we can see though man we we, we see the cruelty we see the kindness of human of the human race we see the compassion but then like yeah. you said right um, there's uh, dualities, right? It's just like you see the the kindness and the compassion, you see the the horrific things that human beings could could do. Yep. And for some of the shit that I've heard that humans have done to children and to women, and even to obviously to any person, but women and children always for me come first, right? Um, it's like, yeah, dude, like you're you're not from this planet, <laughs> you know? Like what the fuck? You know, there's no reason why why you should ever do that to another human being. So. Yeah, we can we can go into that some other time. Maybe we find an appropriate uh, theme for that episode, and we we can dig into it. Maybe with a guest as well. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, guys, that's all you get. Y'all have a great week, Vaparuni, and uh, we will catch you again next week for episode fourteen. Thanks again, guys, for hanging tight. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, as thank always, you, sir. Take care of yourselves and each other. Cheers. Peace.